If we can't talk to each other, we're not gonna make it. Sometimes I feel like I, I, I've been on more than I can chew. Most of the time I work in a glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. A face full of glass hurts like hell when you're in it. That's weird, that glass looks half full to me. Eating glass. Eating glass and staring into the abyss. Glass? Who gives a shit about glass? Who the fuck is this? kind of part of our culture to eat glass. I'm gonna get some safety goggles next time. Uh. <laughs> hey everybody and welcome to Chewing Glass, the show where we talk to Solana developers building in the ecosystem. Today I have with me Italo Casas. He is the founder and creator of SolDev, which is a great discoverability content aggregator for the Solana ecosystem. Uh, how's it going, Italo? Hey, Chase. Thank you for having me. Uh, everything good? Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's great to have you on here. You know, you and I have known of each other at this point for probably five or six months. I think you reached out to me on Twitter sometime around then uh, with some idea of building a content aggregator for Solana because you did not like the way that you were discovering Solana content at the time. It was a little immature and you've kind of really helped us uh, get to that place. So really appreciative of that. I guess like I usually get started here before we dive too far into it is to kind of just get a rundown on where you came from, like what you've been doing and like how you kind of landed in the Solana ecosystem. I came to the U.S. when I was 21 years old. I studied on college at NYU, the computer science that uh, before coming to the U.S. I, I was studying uh, cybernetics. That is just like a math version of computer science. Then I learned to program there. Uh, when I came here, I went to college and uh, like after my second year, I found out that uh, being on college was not the best path for me. Uh, then I, I got an opportunity to work at Google in the Google Maps team. Uh, I worked there for a short period of time. Then I started working in startups just because I enjoy more thinking on how to solve problems for real users, but not just as a developer, but trying to think on the product side, having like a different hats. Then uh, I changed companies and then COVID started and I decided to take a sabbatical from work just to focus on my family at that point. And then when I came back to coding again, I was looking into blockchains. Then after I did some research and I decided that Solana was the best place for me to start developing. And then I was trying to learn Solana and I felt that, that the experience was uh, not the most productive for the way I learned. <laughs> then I think at that point for me, was okay. the first step for me maybe is to build the best experience for myself, the way the path for learning is easier for me. And then I think that will be useful for other people. And that is why I decided to build SolDev. I felt like uh, learning Solana or any blockchain in general was too decentralized. And what I wanted was to just to centralize that learning experience. Put all the content inside in the same place uh, with the same UI. And that way it's easier for me to find good content or content of quality and allow people to essentially being able to submit new content. And that way I, I can be up to date with, with everything going on Solana because everything was going so fast. It uh, was almost impossible to stop today at that point, yeah. At the same time that you had reached out, like I had been thinking for a long time, at, at that point we had just redone the website. We just collected as much content as we could. But like our website is set up a specific way that's kind of more on the branding side. And like it's just 
it wasn't the best way to search for information. So when you reached out, and I was already thinking about ways to kind of redo that, it was the perfect timing, because I was like, we have all these things, I need to make sure that the information is discoverable, and that people actually find it useful and an easy way to search it. I remember the first version of Soul Dev that you sent me, it was it was a little bit questionable. <laughs> at the time, yeah. we started doing our, our um, bi weekly kind of talks and just kind of going through products and features. And I think it was probably only like two or three weeks after the initial version, you completely kind of rewrit the UI UX and started improving it from there. And as um, adding features, the ability to submit, uh, the, the ability to search. Um, I think one of the last features that came along was the ability to do like do the text search. And like all these things just kept adding up. Yeah. And then people started submitting. The next thing you know, you have this place, the central repository for content. And honestly, like I, I've shared it some recently, like some of the feedback that I've seen, and I don't even know if I had shared this with you yet, is that it's super useful, but to new people, um, and this is not necessarily Soldev's fault. It's just a little all over the place. Um, so mm -hmm. there's no clear path to learning. And these are just like next steps that as an ecosystem, we need to get better at. Um, like, I think the content rating system will greatly help that. So it'll show people what's good and what's bad and just like starting adjusting things as you go. Yeah, yeah, that is actually uh, what I'm working on right now. Just to allow people to upvote, downvote uh, content. The problem with that is that, let's say that we have this piece of content with 200 votes. And the main issue is that maybe that content is now old, like an old version of Solana, 1.8, whatever. And now we are in 1.10, 1.11. You need to make sure that it's not only rating the content, but making sure that we know when the content is stale and we need to just don't show any more of that content. It's yeah, it's a really good point. And like, this is something just because Solana moves so quickly, like we saw this with Candy Machine V1, all of that v Candy Machine V1 tutorials were outdated immediately and, and, and basically rendered useless. And like, who knows what, what version of Candy Machine will be in two weeks, like, when you work on an open source project, like Solana, and things are moving so rapidly, um, you either have to be able to rely on people who plan to update their their tutorials as time goes on, or just be willing to just throw them away at some point and making sure to keep track of that. Like having a, um, a vote feature is great, but like a thumbs up or a thumbs down to say like thumbs down and like it's why. And somebody's like, I did this and it doesn't work anymore because XYZ has been updated. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really, with so much going on and so much content and so many tools out there, it's a really hard problem to solve like in a scalable way. But that's eventually things slow down updates happen a little less frequently once things are stable like for instance on ethereum things don't change very often so that content can like last over a long period of time we're in a little bit different a situation but a lot of it is still stands the test of time but some of that's kind of starting to get outdated a bit and we just need to make sure that we can keep up to date with all those things yeah i think that is my philosophy with uh, creating as a developer right it's just giving consistent progress all the time and listening to feedback. And I think that is what makes pros better at the end. Yeah, the interesting thing working with you was I basically had to fight tooth and nail to get dark mode because you hate CSS. <laughs> <laughs> but we finally got it. But you, like, so for context, you're a you and you're a back end engineer by trade, like that's that's pretty much what you enjoy. I started my career as a front end developer doing just JavaScript, not too much CSS, but mostly JavaScript. Then I transitioned after moving to startups just to be more like your friendly backend DevOps guy. 
then that is what I have been doing for the last six, seven years. It's essentially Node.js, Goland, and lots of AWS and Google Cloud and Azure. Yeah, it seems like you actually somehow like picked up some product skills along the way because I've seen your project boards and your wireframes and all these things, things that you don't see very, uh, very yeah. de developers, you don't typically see building out wireframes like that. So it was pretty cool experience to just kind of watch that process grow. I, I, I work with a couple of good designers in my career. I try to consume as much as possible knowledge from them. The, and when I'm trying to think about what I want to build, I always try to put it first in some like really ugly wireframes, but allow me to think more clear about what I want to build if, and if what I'm assuming makes sense or not, at least for me at that point, yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, I guess um, some things, things that you and I never really talked about a whole lot because we were working together on SoulDev so much was that you were building all this content for yourself. You were building a place so you could always have all of uh, an easy way to find what you needed. Like when we were originally talking, were you actually learning Solana at the time or did you just pause that to build out SoulDev? I, I started learning before talking to you. When I mean I started learning, it means that I, I read Paul X article. Um, that's it. Then I got the basics. Then I started building SoulDev. And at that point, I was not working full time uh, on anything. Then I was just trying to code two, three hours a day and that's it. And I, I use all that for SolDev. And then uh, in the last month is when I started to get serious on building on Solana. I think actually when Solana Labs released the bootcamp, that is honestly at this point, I feel like the best resource I've, I have for any Sol Solana developer that wants to start, yeah. I remember when that was first released and you reached out and you and you said like, this is amazing. Like this is the best piece of content. I guess in reality, it, it really matters the type of developer you are. Jerry like teaches an amazing bootcamp, but he teaches very fast and very hard. Like you're talking about bits and bytes in like the first five minutes of like how a key pair is structured. Not everybody coming from the web two world would be up to speed, but I think eventually once you kind of get your bearings about how these things work, the bootcamp does fit nicely somewhere in the process, just maybe not day one for like the more kind of beginner style developer. I think a lot of these tutorials that exist out here are probably a light, lighter way to kind of just get an intro like into development. Um, and Jerry's courses don't really touch too much on the web three kind of JS side or any of those things. So we need to over time develop different levels of these sorts of boot camps so that you can kind of go from the the lighter weight ones to the more advanced things and like so that you can work your way through it but we're working on a lot of those things so so with everything you've been up to like what is what has been your experience um kind of with learning solana up until this point yeah my experience honestly have been like i feel like rocky first because i didn't know rust and there is our learning curve in there they definitely the account model, you know, what everyone's mentioned, that uh, you need to change the way that you think about uh, developing. But I actually like it a lot because I feel that learning Solana is like learning to create an API before you had Node.js. When you were just coding and trying to be like a low level at the protocol level. And that's why I feel like we are very early on, the, on, on this new Web3 movement. There is no abstractions besides Anchor, right? But even Anchor is like a, you are still thinking on the size of the account and things like that. Speaking of Anchor, you have officially kind of joined Armani and Paul X full time to, to build um, Anchor and Anchor tooling. Maybe a couple, like a month ago, I think I decided that it was time for me to start working full time again. 
and I was thinking be, between I was between creating a company like creating an uh, a product or joining a team that was building something nice that I like. Then I tweeted something on Twitter, and then I had maybe like I don't know like one hundred <laughs> DMs. <laughs> I know I was I made sure to retweet that, and I was like, get ready because it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone, so, so much. I'm, like, there is a lot of teams with a lot of good pros and a lot of good people trying to find uh, good developers right now. Uh, doesn't matter if you have Solana experience or not. They just want people who are good solving problems at this point. Yeah, and, and, and with that said, like there are lots of great products out there. There's lots of great protocols, but I'm glad that uh, Armani was able to snag you up because especially with your skill set and like your ability and your like kind of passion for creating tooling, it sounds like a, a really cool opportunity for you and just in general, just good for everybody. Actually, one of the DMs was Armani. Hey, let's talk. And he sent me like a, a Telegram message. And then the first thing that he said, yeah, I'm working with Paul X. And the second thing was me saying, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Let's. Then uh, Armani had this vision of creating an NPN-style registry for Solana programs. You can see the documentation. You can see the code base. You can see the different builds for the program. You can see if the code base that you are reading at that point is what is the play of the network or not. And that is essentially saying that the program is verified. And I think that was a great idea. That is actually the selling point why I, wa I wanted to join him and Paul. And essentially now I am working 100% on that. And then I took that core idea and I started dreaming about what else we can do on top of that. Then for me at this point, uh, I feel like Solana programs are very similar to a serverless function because it's just you expect an input, you process that input, and then you give an output. I am right now doing a lot of research, seeing what is out there for monitoring uh, serverless applications and see how I can integrate that into the Solana development process. We are thinking on new features, like for example, when you go to the registry and you search for a program, you can see right there the ideal of that program. Not just the code for the ideal, but like a nicer representation of that ideal, where you can see all the dependencies uh, for the transactions. Then other things that you can do is if you are the owner of the program, you should be able just to push to GitHub. And then in the same registry UI, you click just one button and say deploy this to a network. Uh, another feature that we are, we are going to work on is like a security profile. And I think well, that is one of the critical points right now in blockchain. Then essentially, uh, we want to create a way for auditors to audit the program, sign it on the network. And then using that information, we are going to show in the register what bills for what programs are audited or not. And then you can see an historical representation of that data. And then if the project uh, decided to, like for example, open like a report, they can just upload that PDF in the registry for anyone to consume. That will be optional, but that is, um, information that I, as a developer I want to have that way I can make the most informed decision if I want to integrate with this program or not. Just to kind of like recap, 
we're talking about some sort of NPM style registry with a nice sleek view. I can pop in there. I can scroll through programs and see the Anchor Verified programs. I can just text search for a program that I'm specifically looking for. If I'm the owner of that program, I can kind of register my uh, wallet and account and have access to that. I actually was privy to a little sneak preview, like there's a tab for the source, there's a tab for the builds, there's a tab for all these different things. You could have documentation in there like NPM. You could basically get the kind of a template for how you're supposed to be communicating with this program. And then you have auditors who have a profile and just simply their wallet can come in there and sign to say that I actually verified this version or this release. It's basically just like a giant look into all the programs that are verified. And obviously, this only works if um, if your program, your project's open source. Otherwise, there's no way to, to verify the code, right? Right, right. With the registry, one, one of our goals is to create more incentive for people to open source the project. Because if, it's, if your project is not open source, you will not be able to use the registry. I actually want to get to the point where the registry gives you so much that you don't think about no open, opening your code base. That makes sense. So it's it's not any sort of aggressive kind of pressure on somebody. It's like if you want access to all these amazing features and you kind of want this kind of crowning achievement of being Anchor Verified and like in this massive registry of programs, then you're going to do it. What about um, native Solana programs? Yes. Um, for native Solana programs right now, they are going to be included in the registry. And we actually want to do ideals for native Solana programs. Our goal is for the ideal to be the, you know, what a developer consumes for using that program, essentially, right? Doesn't matter if it was written on Anchor or not, that, and that is the goal. Then every program that you're going to find in the registry, you're going to have an ideal viewer, and that is something that we are working on right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to just like see, just kind of like I was with the Solana cookbook, when you know that there's like a cool idea that's probably going to take off. And then like the, the you release it into the wild and all of a sudden everybody's using it and getting on there. And it was the same thing with Soul Dev. Once people started submitting their own, con it's just like an exciting feeling. Like you like build this place that all these people spend a lot of their time and they can use it and they get a ton of value out of it. It gets exciting really fast. And the next thing you know, you've got a million feature requests from everybody in the ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of conversations on Twitter and different channels lately, especially about people championing open source from day one. There, there's kind of a there's kind of a divide in I see myself as seeing both sides of the equation. So I'm just curious on like what your thoughts are about like being a product person and also kind of new to the space. Um, what, do, what do you think about that sort of debate? I definitely, I am an open source person. I was part of the Node.js core team for like a couple of years. We need to find the right balance. I don't know how that looks at this point on blockchain. And I don't think anyone can envision that at, at right now. But I feel like every founder should have the option to open source or not. And that should be at the end their decision. Maybe if they lose a little bit because they are opening some secrets, they are gaining so much for having that open source because the products that they can use, like the registry. And I hope to see more, pro more projects like that in the future. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen success in a lot of these protocols that are, that are fully open source, but a lot of them actually weren't open source from the get-go. There were a couple out there, like Jet Protocol was pretty much open source from the very beginning. Um, a lot more people started to open source, but by the time some of them open source, they already kind of had gained some market share. In my, in my view, it's kind of about timing, at the, like what your goals are. But anyway, so I, I guess moving on, there's a um, there's a segment that I typically do here, and you're a little bit different of a case because you haven't been sort of fully building um, on Solana really, but you have been learning Solana. You've been I know you kind of like to dabble, like this, like absorbing all this information. What advice do you have? Personally, I would say take it one one day at a time. Can be intimidated to go to Twitter and see. Buffalo and Anatolia and Armani tweeting things that are just way too advanced for you. But if you take it one at a time, but you try, you know, you try to consume a little bit of knowledge every day, in a month, you're going to be in a position where you understand what they are talking about. They trust the process. And yeah, that's it. I know you, um, I've known you for a while, like you definitely like to take your time and like take in all the information and kind of be pretty thorough about things. Not everybody's like that. A lot of people just say, oh, everybody's on blockchain. I need to know everything right now. You basically are trying to run before you can even crawl. And what that what that usually does, in my experience, is it makes you frustrated and you can you're probably likely gonna just quit. It really just depends on who you are, but don't get frustrated and, and take your time and ask questions and follow people. And like Italo said, don't expect to understand every tweet that comes out of Anatoly's Twitter because I don't understand half of them um, because they're too advanced for me. What needs to change in the Solana ecosystem for us to kind of move forward? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Like, what have you, you're watching this whole space, you're seeing things being built, you're seeing all these things. Like, what is one thing that needs to, to be done to improve outside of the anchor registry? Because that's an obvious answer right there. Well, I, I will mention two. The first one, I think, is education. But I know that is something that you are working on uh, day and night. But I think we, we need to continue in this, you know, focus on that 110%. And then the second thing is to focus on building, like improving the developer experience with tooling. Um, the registry is just one small progress, but if in Ethereum, for example, or I don't think it's Ethereum only, but they have like Alchemy. And even that I don't feel that project is good enough, honestly, after I use it like for a couple of weeks, it's something that they have there that we don't have yet on Solana. Seeing metrics on the network by program should not be the hard. Seeing the accounts data should not be the hard. Seeing the logs should not be the hard. And we need to be able to filter all that data. We need to be able to programmatically react to that, right? That is something right now is impossible to do it. And I think that will, that will be content and focus on the developer experience side. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you that you just said. I don't even know how people survived with with the almost no tooling at the time and barely any education. And now we flash forward to today, like we have a lot of content and a lot of people can find it thanks, thanks to SolDev. Um, we're starting to see lots of analytical tools pop up. We're seeing lots of other tools pop up. The problem actually is becoming is that a lot of people are solving the same problems. They're duplicating some these tools. And also there's not a really good place if I come new to the Solana ecosystem and I want to get analytics on X or Y, where do I even go to find that out? Information architecture and discoverability is one of the biggest problems for anything. Um, and every day I'm thinking of ways to, to try to 
to reorganize things so that it's a lot more clear like there's a lot more clear path. Where's this? Where's that? How does this work? How does that work? But it's an iterative process. If I tried to like focus on everything at once, I would probably not be able to do my job. So it's just these little milestone wins that just start building on top of each other. And on the educational front, our team has been focused fully on pumping out some some boot camps and courses, some more intermediate courses and all these different things. Developer experience, there's a lot going on there. So the feedback um, from everybody out there listening and watching is the most important thing. That's why you see me asking on Twitter, why, what sucks or what's good or like, what do you think about this or what's your favorite thing? But anyways, this was, this was great. I'm glad to have you on. Also, we just invented a new segment. What sucks about Solana apparently might be the title. Thanks for joining, man. I know it was last minute for this. Um, I'm stoked for you to be working with Armani and Paul Wax. I'm stoked for the Anchor Registry. I think this is going to save a lot of lives in the future. So thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me.